Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bolova, Production Lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Amy Kluber. Hi, Amy. Hello. You had the chance to chat with Indra Sandal, Chief of Innovation at VHA, and Ben Williams, Director of Veterans Transportation Program at the VA. Now, these names seem a little familiar to me. Would you say so? Yes, that is because they were on the show about a year ago. Very exciting. They came back to the show to give an update on their program, which has seen a lot of successes. That's right. And we always love having returning guests and getting a chance to check in on the progress, because as we very well know, nothing is ever complete when we're talking about federal IT and progress. And it's great to see how these programs develop over time. With that in mind, before we jump into the interview, are there any updates that we want to set up up front? So last time they were on the show, they briefed us on a new pilot that VHA was taking on with Uber. And now they have launched a second phase of that pilot and they briefed us about their milestones that they saw. They're basically expanding the program to more sites across Veterans Affairs hospitals. And with the successes they've seen this year, they hope to prolong the project by going into all of the VHA centers. So in the future, hopefully every veteran will have an option for an Uber ride to their appointments. That's very exciting to hear. And with all of that in mind, let's take a listen to your conversation. Welcome to HealthCast, Indra and Ben. Glad to have you back on the show. You're both returning guests, and it's been a little over a year since then. So give us an update on what's been happening in your world, and we can start with Indra. Okay, thank you so much, Emmy. And I'm so we are so excited to come back to the show and also to give some updates about our initiative. So thank you so much for having us here. Um, to start with, uh, uh, yes, nothing changed uh, too much. A uh, lot of things in the initiative, but uh, uh, with me, um, uh, I joined as a chief of innovation in Tampa VA Hospital, uh, let's say seven months ago. Uh, and previously, when I was on your show, I was in Memphis, Tennessee, um, and um, I joined in January here as a chief of innovation in Tampa VA Hospital uh, to establish a national center of innovation which will be the fifth in the country. So a huge work to do there, uh, but also continuing as a national lead for the VHA Uber Health Connect initiative. Very exciting. And congratulations on the change. It sounds very exciting. Ben, how about yourself? Yeah, no, uh, not a lot. Not as exciting a change for me uh, as, as for Indra. Uh, still here as the director of VPP. Um, lots of progress since last time we talked, not just with this, but other initiatives we have going. So excited to be here and, and recap our progress on this project. Fantastic. So the project we are here to talk about is the VHA Uber Health Connect. At the time, it was a pilot, I believe. And just give us a rundown of what we're going to be talking about here, a recap for our listeners, what that was. Yeah, uh, Amy, thank you uh, for, for uh, giving the chance to give you and the audience a little bit of an overview if they are listening this first time. 
So uh, the name of the initiative is the VHA Uber Health Connect Initiative. Um, and uh, this is to uh, take care of the transportation, uh, which um, uh, I'm very sure uh, most of the audience might be aware of. Uh, transportation is the largest barrier of healthcare access to our veterans. And uh, 1.8 million missed appointments, which happens every year in all the VA hospitals, is because of the transportation. Uh, it cost agency $4.4 billion. Uh, so is there any way we can provide a supplemental option of transportation for our veterans to and from, from the medical appointment uh, for the medical facilities, wherever they need the care? And uh, in the purpose of doing that, um, uh, we started uh, this program with the objective uh, of uh, reducing the no-shows and the missed appointments. Uh, improving veteran experience, and also during the process, cost saving to the healthcare system. So uh, we started this program way uh, around now three years ago, uh, and it took almost one year for us to create the partnership between the Uber Health Veteran Transportation Program Office and the VHA Innovation Ecosystem. And once we established that in January 2022, uh, we deployed this program as a pilot phase one to 10 VA hospitals um, in Vision 9 and Vision 15. And based on the success of that pilot after 16 months, this April, we deployed this program still as a pilot phase two to 58 more VA hospitals in 18 states and Puerto Rico also. So uh, here we are. Uh, with the uh, deployment of the phase two uh, at this time. That is fantastic. How have you seen this program improving how veterans are accessing care? I know that's, you know, one of the biggest goals of, of even having this to begin with. So can you talk through a little of how that looks like? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, since we started uh, in January 2022, uh, the phase one, we completed uh, as now, uh, almost 44,000 rides uh, in uh, 16 months um, and uh, to around uh, 55 unique veterans, 5,500 unique veterans use this program. And during this process, uh, we saved around $52 uh, million uh, in the saving the bed days uh, because facilitating the discharges faster and also avoiding the missed appointments. And uh, with the phase two, we started in April in, in 58 VA hospitals. Within three months, uh, we uh, completed around 1,500 rides, uh, provided to around 1,200 unique veterans, saved around $16 million by saving 407 bad days and avoiding around 12,000 missed appointments. And uh, here we are, uh, if you will compile both of them in last 18 months, uh, overall 68 VA hospitals, 11 visions, uh, 20 states, uh, overall 58,000 uh, 58, Uber rides, uh, more than 10,000 unique veterans, 
uh, around 68,000 cost saving and how much money we spent on Uber around 1.6 million. And from the veteran experience point of view, 90% uh, recommend to the other veterans and um, 89 uh, think that they might have missed the appointment if they didn't have the Uber health. Wow, that's amazing. So it sounds like it's definitely seeing a lot of successes and meeting a lot of the goals uh, you initially set out for this program. And I know you mentioned some of the high level priorities that this program is helping fulfill around like customer experience and um, just continuing to modernize and streamline processes. So how does this program really help VA overall kind of meet those high level priorities? Yeah, um, so, so Andrew mentioned access. Uh, obviously, is a, is a huge priority. Um, this particular pilot in the process, you know, veterans, uh, you know, taking a taxi or a ride share is nothing new. But the way we're executing this process in an innovative fashion um, is we're scheduling the ride up front um, after verifying the veterans, you know, meet meets criteria from an ambulatory perspective and their beneficiary travel eligible. And so we're scheduling it for them and then we're paying for it. So they don't have to worry about the, the ride, uh, paying for the ride up front and being out of pocket for those costs. And they also don't have to worry about reimbursement. So we take away the scheduling, take away the, the upfront payment, we take away the, the, the waiting for, for your return reimbursement. Um, so aside from making sure they get to their appointment, so the physical transportation part and, and the access part, we're also improving their experience because we're taking burden off of them from the scheduling and reimbursement perspective. Uh, and then obviously, you know, not being able to deliver a benefit without a veteran having to pay for it first um, is, is something that eliminates another barrier. So um, that obviously, uh, that's the second way and in, in, in the overall veteran experience uh, is really, has really been important. So now what we're doing in pilot phase two is take, building on those you know, how those are addressing the high-level priorities, and we're, we're trying to plug it into the rest of the transportation ecosystem. So the other things that we're doing uh, from uh, a software perspective uh, in the, the vet ride system that we use to schedule all of our in-house transportation. Uh, so having the ride requests flow directly through that so the mobility manager can make the best decision for the veteran based off the available transportation. Uh, and that's why it's a pilot phase two, so we can continue to optimize the process as we test it out at more facilities that may have more unique, uh, for example, where, where Tampa is, where Andrew is now, they have a unique based off where their, their outpatient pharmacy is that requires some tweaks in the process. So um, we think, you know, we're seeing continued evidence as we bridge into phase two that um, it's adding value, not just to the veteran, but um, across multiple, multiple uh, VHA priorities uh, that we have currently. Adding a little bit on the modernization and tagging on what uh, Ben um, said from the VTP point of view, um, the modernization also something uh, we integrated the HIPAA compliant technology of the Uber in the transportation system as a result of which um, they have an Uber dashboard. Uh, so the mobility manager uh, sitting in front of the computer uh, can schedule the ride but the very important piece of that is that they can track the ride. 
Uh, they can track where the veteran is going, where the drivers are dropping them. And so from the safety point of view also, that is very important and they get the alert when the veteran is dropped. Uh, the other piece, uh, which is also very interesting from the veteran experience point of view that they don't need the Uber app and they can get the text message and that your ride is outside and you can sit in the ride. But if you do have app, you can track your ride. Their caregivers can track the ride. So uh, you don't have to be tech savvy to use this program. And recently, yesterday, uh, in our update with the Uber, uh, they came up with a, a product uh, advancement uh, where a veteran can, rider can cancel the ride. Uh, it was not earlier. So we are piloting that aspect also as we are moving uh, we are making all the changes and advancement uh, so that um, uh, so that we can streamline and modernize the process as we are moving forward. That's fantastic. I imagine you have to have heard a lot of great feedback or other successes in the veteran community as far as how this is helping them. Yeah, yeah. I, I did sit with uh, some of the veterans. So, um, we also collaborated with the VEO, with the Veteran Experience Office and also with the vet text. So we, for the phase one, we used to uh, send the text message to the veterans once their rides are done. And uh, we got a huge feedback from there, um, where um, from the percentage point, as I mentioned earlier, that 83% think that uh, they might have missed the appointment if they didn't take the ride. Uh, but in the real terms, when I sat with uh, two or three veterans to, to interview them, to talk a little bit of a reality of this thing, that not only that the driver was good, it was very convenient, and it was very seamless, uh, but recently sat with one veteran in Tampa VA. Uh, he lives in a shelter, and he has four appointments in a week, and he has to take the bus, and his bus is away from the shelter, and he cannot walk. He walks with the cane. And so when I started talking to him, it's not about the convenience. It's, it's basically, he said, there's no way, no way I can complete my four appointments in a week because sometimes I don't have, have a will to stand and take my cane and then walk like maybe 10, 15 minutes to get the bus. So, uh, for, so having that impact on the veterans' um, healthcare and the quality of life and uh, that is what, what we are looking for. It's a huge impact on them. It's not only the convenience, but it's making them to come to the medical appointment, which is very important for them to, uh, to, to improve their, their, their health and also to increase, improve their quality of life. Wow. It's almost like it's more than just a piece of technology. It's like a helping hand um, at the end of the day yes, for yes. especially stories like that. And we have so, several stories, it's several stories, but this is one which, which touched my heart. And recently I sat with him and he started using two months ago and he continuously used and he was loved to sit with me and talk about it. That's fantastic. With this second phase of the pilot, I know you mentioned there's additional sites that were added onto it. And Ben was mentioning the unique cases that might be present in some of the other locations. What have been some of the lessons learned so far that you have applied into the second phase and, and is really going to impact the program moving forward. Yeah, and I will, I will thank you, Amy, for asking that question. And that's why it is pilot still, uh, because um, uh, we wanted to make sure that this program is sustained. Uh, for the sustainability, 
uh, you cannot deploy something all across the world, all across the country in all the VA hospital and, and think that it's going to work out. So that's why it's a very early on when Ben and me both started this three years ago, we had a very clear cut plan that we are going with the first phase with the 10 VA hospital, learn our lessons, improve the process, then go for the pilot phase two. So give you a little bit, uh, it's a little bit more um, the, the um, intricacies of that, but I, I will touch that because there's uh, two, two or three things which was very, very important, which we changed during the process. And I will let uh, Ben to touch on one or two uh, high level. Uh, some of the, when we started the pilot phase one, uh, at that time, many of the VA medical center, as usual, uh, has a several entrances. So in some instances, the Uber drivers went to the wrong entrance, which led to the ride cancellation and literally frustration from the veteran. We are talking about the veteran experience. So there's no way we can make that happen. To, to, so to resolve that, we work to create Uber health signage at the VA com uh, campuses. It's very simple thing, but, but we thought that is the best way to do it. So there was a consistent place that veterans could wait for their rides and drivers would know where to pick them up. Additionally, within the Uber health booking process, uh, we helped the facility to create a drop-down menu of the different entrances on the campus. So other buildings so that uh, we facilitate more accurate pickup and off drop-off locations and let veterans choose the location closest to their appointment. So that is a one small piece, but it changed a lot that the cancellation decreased, veteran experience improved. And on the other hand, another thing which we did not only for the veterans, but also for the mobility managers, many veterans who are living in a rural area where there is a low driver availability. We have worked with the Uber Health to create the reliability heat map based on the zip codes. So facilities can better understand where the network of drivers in zip code is strongest. And therefore, so when they are thinking of scheduling the ride, they know that in this area, there will be a less driver. So they will not go with that option, they will go with the other option. As a result of which, veteran will not have a chance of missing the appointment. So that was another very small piece, but very important from the veteran experience point of view and also from the, from the program point of view. And I will let Ben to touch uh, one or two high level uh, if something is coming up in his mind. Fantastic, that's very exciting. Well, in these next uh, few months, what are you really gonna be focused on and, and how do you envision the future of this program to look like? Yeah, so, uh, thank you, Amy. And um, as I mentioned that within three months, uh, we, we are uh, doing really good and uh, uh, making sure that the veterans are aware of this program, a lot of communication going on, um, uh, presenting at uh, several platforms, doing podcasts, not only internally for the VA, but also outside. Um, recently, the Uber Health uh, uh, is one of the finalists for the Customer Experience Innovation Award uh, in the VHA. 
Uh, again, the Uber Health program, this program got the Service Citizen Award. I got it on behalf of the team, uh, which we are um, receiving uh, in, in DC uh, next month uh, and, and giving the podcast in most of the veterans uh, run podcasts so that the veterans are aware of this program, making sure that they are using this program, uh, but also moving forward, as I mentioned, this is a pilot phase two. Uh, we are hoping that uh, we are streamlining during the process, started getting the uh, getting the requ uh, request from the other VAs that they want it now. Uh, so we are still working on it. Maybe we will do 10 or 15 more uh, in, the, in the end of this month uh, and the end of this year. And hoping by mid of 2024, uh, we have streamlined our process so that we can uh, spread it uh, enterprise-wide and the remaining seven visions uh, which will be left will be more than happy to do that. And uh, other future of this is uh, Uber Health, right? So this is for the patients for the medical appointment. Other thing which we are working, which would be very exciting for the audience also is the Uber RX. And that is uh, Uber Health is now open for the pharmacy. And that means uh, they can uh, use, we can use the Uber Health to bring the medication to the veterans after their appointment. So that is something uh, which I'm working, we are working with the Uber at this time to see how we can pilot this in Tampa VA Hospital. Our team of the pharmacy in Tampa, Florida is very excited to see how it's going to work and that will be also a game changer. I think the big thing that we're excited about uh, to start testing during, during pilot phase two is plugging this process into the rest of the, the, the transportation infrastructure. So having the ride request, instead of being a separate leaf process, allowing it to flow through our normal ride request process in, in our system that we use to schedule all of our internal rides. And, uh, the, the, and the reason being that, you know, that eliminates different screens, different clicks, different, uh, which that system also has automated, uh, already built-in profiles for veterans. So it's not like you have to enter an address or anything anymore. It's all going to be right there um, to really give a default, um, a default view and really can streamline the folks in the transportation office who are scheduling these rides in the Uber Health dashboard. Uh, they, they can, you can make, uh, you can, you can do more. Right, so to reducing the time that it takes to actually schedule a ride and get the veteran the information they need on who's going to be picking them up and what time they'll be there. Um, any any time we can streamline that, it's it's fabulous. Uh, plus, it increases visibility and our ability to track uh, the utilization of of this particular service. It's extremely important for us. And then connected on the back end, another piece that we're 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 working very hard on, back to the customer experience perspective, is having a transactional survey that goes to veterans uh, for, for any of the, the transportation services they receive. So, uh, you know, we're excited about connecting that as we as we go into the latter parts of phase two. Um, and then finally, um, some more behind the scenes type things on the, on the operational side, um, part of the requirements is making sure that we have a consult or documentation in the system to annotate that the veteran doesn't have a, a POV available to transport themselves. So, uh, and that's just one of the regulatory things, but it's still a hurdle within the process that we have to get through. Uh, so we've got a new process for that that also streamlines the time it takes to execute that piece of the process um, that's being rolled out nationally in September. So 
that will also contribute to streamlining the time it takes to deliver uh, one of these rides and will make it a more popular um, service to offer locally. So um, lots of good things and things that we're excited about, um, you know, plugging into the process during phase two. Very exciting. I am so glad to have learned more about the next phase of this. And I've really been tracking since the, the start, since you first came on the podcast. So congratulations on everything. Congratulations on the award. And I really hope um, you come back for phase three <laughs> and talk to us about all the updates and milestones that um, you'll have seen then. So thank you all. Thank you so much, Amy, for having us. And uh, uh, yeah, thank you to all the veterans who are uh, uh, trying to use this uh, program. And we really want them to try and then see uh, how it works. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Amy. As I said before, it's always great to hear about the progress of these programs and it sounds like this pilot has been a major success so far, so I'm really looking forward to when we have them on the show, I guess this time next year. Hopefully. And I do like how she mentioned how this is meeting certain like customer service improvements and how they're continuing to just serve the veteran in, in different ways and kind of meeting them where they are. Because I think everyone can agree getting to an appointment shouldn't be what stops a veteran from getting health care. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Listeners can tune in to a brand new HealthCast in two weeks. But until then, if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a review and a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Amy Kluber. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.